Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to episode 145 of Getting It Out Podcast. That was ironed out from England with Ain't Raw. 
That's all for their new album, We Move as One. It just came out on GSR Music. Uh, it's a very, very refreshing take on hardcore. Um, it reminds me a lot of um, E-Town Concrete's The Renaissance. Not necessarily just because there's rapping on it, though that does have a lot to do with it. It just feels very soulful. Um, a very soulful hardcore record. And uh, you don't get that. You don't get that very often. Few bands can uh, execute that well. And uh, Ironed Out has established themselves as one of them. I had uh, one of their one of their vocalists, Lewis, on, uh, I don't know what episode it was. Maybe episode around episode 50, I want to say. So about 100 episodes, uh, Lewis came on to speak about their, uh, their first record, In These Ends. But I'd have to say that We Move as One is a pretty large step forward. And it's a great sound. Uh, so go check that out. Also, while you're, when you're done checking that out, when you're done listening to the band, you can listen to the band talk. They do a great podcast called Everyone But Us. They uh, feature a lot of uh, musicians from the UK and, well, and worldwide, really. And uh, and they got a nice insight, and they're, they're good at what they do there as well. So look them up. Ironed Out, We Move As One, GSR Music, and the Everyone But Us podcast. Now, what's happening on this episode of Getting It Out podcast? On this episode... I've got Buddy Armstrong. You might know Buddy Armstrong's name, and you might not. He's been in a couple bands, and he also runs a record label. But today, we're predominantly talking about that record label, though we did slip in a little bit of band stuff. He was in Stigmata. He was in Bulldog Courage. Probably some others. We didn't hit those. But today, we're predominantly talking about Unbeaten Records, uh, the record label he's had six years in the making that keeps producing hits. All right, not hits, but you know what I mean. Um, So we're going to get into all that. And uh, that's that. That's what's happened on this episode. So stick around. First... Listen to Hot Zone, enjoy Hot Zone, love Hot Zone, you know you love Hot Zone. So here it is, the greatest uh, thrash band in the world from New Jersey, uh, Hot Zone. Yeah, what's good all you bitches and bitches? It's the illustrious Hot Zone, back at it again with another podcast intro. They said, oh, you want to do a podcast intro for the Get It Out podcast? I said, oh, shit, I got to write a rap first, don't I? They said, no, you don't got to write a rap first. Hardcore podcast said, all right, I think I can maybe make that happen. Let's see what we can do. Chicken, make family out of friends, make friends out of enemies. Peace to my family, make friends till they bury all the places we've been. We're never sitting it out, we be getting it in. Where you getting it out? I said, all the places we've been. We're never sitting it out, we'll be getting it in. Where you getting it out? Okay, so here we are, another episode, another moment to tell you things that you don't particularly care about, but they've been on my mind. The president, Donald J. Trump, was just uh, essentially in my backyard, which is very annoying because of traffic and and the fucking t-shirt stands or flag stands. It's flag stands, right? Everybody, everybody wants to have a Trump flag, and I kind of laugh at the Trump flags. Because they are, I mean, I don't kind of laugh. I genuinely laugh at the Trump flags. They are pretty funny. Uh, I, it's got to be intentional, right? I saw one that said Trump Fight Club. And it had a, and it was like a bunch of shirtless guys. Like Brad, shirtless Brad Pitt, but with Trump's head on it. That's fucking funny. And then on the back had like other presidents. Like Abraham Lincoln was in his entourage. And Pence was back there as a shirtless guy. And look, I don't like him either. But that's a funny fucking flag. All right. I wish uh, maybe I would like Joe Biden, Joe Biden more if there was Biden Fight Club fan or flags uh, that I could fly in front of my house to my wife's dismay. Uh, may, maybe I would. 
um, but probably not. Um, but anyway, so there was there was all that going on here on I think that was Monday. Monday at like Monday at like one thirty, he was he was right down the road from me. I'm saying it, maybe it's maybe a mile down the road. It's 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 like right here. Okay, so uh, he was standing there. And he had uh, he did a speech. I didn't. I only saw a brief clip of it on the news. And there was Amish people behind him because, of course, there's Amish people all over this fucking area. Uh, and they're the worst. There, it was like you could have. Like I know it's an easy thing to say. Like you could have bombed that place, and I would be happy. But the, the Amish were there too. We really missed an opportunity to get rid of a lot of undesirable people. Um, I don't even mean the Trump supporters. If you're a Trump supporter, fine. I don't like that, but that's fine. You can do that. That's your. It's, it's up to you. Um, it's a, it's an odd choice in my opinion, but, but you're not alone. Obviously there's a lot of you. Um, in fact, I think you're going to win again. But anyway, I don't want to get too all into that, but, but the Amish were there. The point is that the Amish were there. We had a chance to eradicate them and we didn't take it. And, uh, I'm not all for genocide. I'm not all for genocide. Um, I, I'm probably not for any genocide, but you know, when opportunity knocks, you got to answer, right? And, um, I'm not advocating any violence towards anyone at all. I just think there's an opportunity for an accident here and there. And we need to take it because the Amish people, their dogs, I mean, their dogs, I don't know what their dogs are doing. I meant to say their horses. Their horses are shitting all over the roads around here. And if you don't live here, you don't understand what that means. And I don't know why I swerve around a poop pile in my car because what do I care what, my, what happens to my tires? That shit will be off there. But I don't know. I don't want to drive through mountains of horse manure. This 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 is reality in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and if you're listening from like uh, I don't know fucking Tucson, Arizona, you, you might be like, dude, what the fuck kind of world are you living in? But this is true. There's horse shit everywhere around here. I've I've had a I've had a real issue with this for a long time. Going back three years, you could hear me uh, talk about this on the podcast. But by the way, coming up on three years as a podcast, that's a lot of wasted time, huh? I, I see. I, I was looking at a. Uh, analytics today on the podcast and i saw people listening to the uh, first few episodes this week and i'm sorry you don't have to do that the, the what, what i do now is uh, is a little bit different from what i was doing then <laughs> at least i'm talking to somebody else right but the, back then it was like 15 minute episodes of me just saying things um which is like basically what happens at the beginning of every episode now it's basically the old episodes are basically just the beginning of the new episodes which is uh, probably the worst part. So, uh, you know, at least I have the self-awareness there. Um, speaking of self-awareness, I've been listening to a lot of new metal lately. And some of that, I got to say, is uh, or has been encouraged by listening to the Meet Meet podcast. If you haven't checked that out, please do. It's a fantastic podcast on, about, uh, about Roadrunner Records, basically. Releases that came out on Roadrunner Records. Uh, the guy, Ryan, takes some time to talk to some people about certain releases. You know, like there was one on Mad Ball where he talked to How- Howie Abrams. Matt Henderson was part of it, too. There was, you know, there was I was what was the one I was listening to the other day, like Buzz Oven, uh, Soar. Uh, there's the one that came out today, which was we had Reese Fulber from what the fuck was the Frontline Assembly. Um, anyway, it's kind of all over. There's some some obscure ones. What was Soma City? Is that Kevin Salem? Is that was that, that that guy's name? I think it was. Uh, listen to that the other day. Anyway, it's it. Anyway, my point is good podcast. You should check it out. Okay. Now, why that has to do with this is Roadrunner Records is home to a lot of new metal, right? And I just happened to be moving stuff back in from the storage unit, and it's in my garage. And I've got this idea I've been talking about to listen to all my CDs, and I'm on the new metal bin. Um, I'm on the Roadrunner Records bin, basically, and it's a lot of it. What do I got sitting right here? I got. Uh, right beside me, as I speak, 
let me let me list off this <laughs> this lineup of records, which I'm sure you will be impressed with. Right on the top here is Nonpoint Development, which I don't really remember. I must have got this when I was on the way out of listening to new metal. Uh, I'm not sure what year it came out. It looks like the looks like the art was done with a photocopier, which is weird. It's on MCA Records. They should have done better than that. I got a Pressure Four Five. Uh, burning the process. The big hit there was uh, "Beat the World." Still a good hit. Workhorse movement from Roadrunner Records, the Sons of the Pioneer. Um, different sounding band for sure. That's a, that's an obs- kind of is that an obscure Roadrunner ones? I don't know. Methods of Mayhem, self titled. Tommy Lee doing rap, uh, mostly naked. It's awful. I listened to that earlier today. It's pretty bad. It was awesome. Um, non point statement. Now this one, one hundred percent. I listened to this earlier today too and I know that one pretty well and then the surprise hit that I didn't know I had but I listened to this morning as well and I'm very pleasantly surprised Alien Ant Farm Anthology you know what man I know people like to shit on this band and I understand why but I also understand that there's some good songs on that record and I kind of enjoyed listening to it first thing this morning first thing of course after I had finished listening to Project 86 drawing black lines are you familiar with this band there i think there i mean i know they were a christian band um i remember buying i think i bought this cd when i saw them with pod zeo and living sacrifice which is like an all christian thing uh it was it was a place near here called it was like lebanon lebanon pennsylvania they did this festival festival called uh purple door which is like an all it's the only time i ever went it was right when pod made it big and it was like all right let's go see this it's local um, and then there was a couple other bands that were all right. And uh, I remember buying this there. And I listened to it and I thought, you know, this might be the best Christian new metal record. And I've heard some arguments so far and uh, all of them are wrong. It is. I've, I've established it as the best Christian new metal record. And uh, it's the king until somebody can prove otherwise. Uh, it's not, that's not a big, uh, it's not a big, uh, big niche, I guess. Maybe it is. I don't know. I don't, I wasn't, I'm I've never been into the Christian music per se, but then I got proved wrong earlier too. So maybe, I don't, I don't fucking know. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway, Project Eighty Six and what, what else I got, got got going on here? I'm gonna do some Slaves on Dope, a little Drain on S, Drain STH, which is more of a rock band from Zero, and then I'm gonna suffer through Power Man Five Thousand tonight. The Stars Revolt. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that's that's been my listening my listening lately um you know what well, last week we were talking about voivod this week we were talking about fucking new metal whatever man i like having the i like having the uh, mixed up the mixed up taste the varied taste and the the a wide palette when it comes to music everything else nah i'm pretty narrow but uh with music yeah let's go all over the place but i have to admit i've been kind of cheapening it by listening to podcasts at the same time as i've been listening to these records and uh to some people that might sound a little ridiculous, but to me, it's very easy. You just put one louder than the other, whichever one you want to hear more. Usually, it's the podcast goes louder. And uh, I've been going through. I've been catching up on a lot of a lot of podcasts I really like, and I want to mention them here because you obviously listen to podcasts. So I want you to make sure you're checking out Up the Blunks. I got all called up there. Um, up the Blunks. They, they probably have a new episode coming out this week. Check out the last one they did with Rena from Back Guy. It's a good episode. Uh, what else did I hear? Um, I've been catching up with. Uh, with my fellow local podcasters and Two Beats Off, uh, Two Beats Off podcast, they had on. Well, the last episode was with uh, Michael McDermott, who's a drummer for Joan Jett and the Blackhearts, Bouncing Souls, Murphy's Law, 
cool, a whole bunch of other bands. Uh, that was a cool and funny episode. Uh, they did one with guys from Timeshares, I think is the name of the band. Well, I'm not even familiar with that band, although I do think I saw them once at the Charm City Art Space with Just Die. That's my anecdote for that one. But but anyway, I've, I've listened to the, those guys do a good job with their interviews. They got a couple people going on. It's a little, it's an interesting dynamic compared to what I do, where it's just one on one me asking a little bit of robotic questions. They mix it up and make it a little more fun. I I admire that. They're doing a good job. So check out Two Beats Off, uh, punk rock oriented. Maybe you can call some of the shit emo. Maybe it's just rock and roll. I don't know. But so go check that out. Um, what else? Uh, I, I listened to some Joe Rogan episodes because I do like Joe Rogan. But I haven't listened to him in months, maybe uh, half a year. But I saw he had Maynard James Keenan from Tool on. I always find that semi-interesting, though also kind of boring. It's like a Tool album, you know? It's 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 kind of like listening to the band. Sometimes it's awesome, and sometimes it's like, oh, I forgot I was listening to this. Uh, but that was all right. But the, but the good one that I listened to was with Kanye West, who is going to be our next president, hopefully, because he sounds like the most reasonable choice at this point. Uh, I wish I hadn't already voted because... Uh, I take back my vote and I'd vote for Mr. West because he's, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe No, that's we can't do that. We can't vote for Kanye West. Even though it sounds exciting and it'd be like, what? let's see what happens. We already did that. We just did that. And now we things didn't work out so well. Well, we didn't do it. I didn't do it. Other people did it. You know, you know what I'm trying to say. Um, okay, so what else? I, I've been, oh, Post America podcast is always good. That's the guys in Wisdom and Chains. I genuinely appreciate their perspective most times, and it's and it's funny. Um, they've had a variety of guests on through this pandemic thing, and that's very cool. Some of them are just straight up by themselves, and that's also cool. Also very enjoyable. Uh, what else? Uh, is there anything else? I don't think there's anything else. You don't want to hear me talk about how I listen to NBA shows, and right now I'm listening to Alex Jones' interview with Joe Rogan, and that's always fucking hilarious. I think it's. I think we need to listen to the crazy people. Okay, we don't need to side with them, but we do need to hear them. I want to know who I'm arguing against. All right, that's why I watch Fox News. That's why I watch. Well, that's why I watch CNN too, because you know the left is is, is fucking crazy as well. Uh, don't don't worry, I put myself on the left, but you know the the, the goddamn I hate this this. You know what's annoying is that this is, has to be a sensitive subject. It's not a fucking sensitive subject. Everybody's acting like idiots. All right, you know, every, everybody's hyping. Hyping up fucking every little argument into some like character defining stance that I think is unfair. I think I should be able to say something that you don't agree without without being kicked off of your team. It's so fucking dumb that we all gotta walk this dumbass line. And if you're in the middle, then you're on the other side. It just depends which way you're looking at them. And it's it's fucking dumb. It's exhausting. Um, and that's why you know that's why people like me bowed out for so long. I don't even say that proudly. I'm just saying that as truth. Here's, here's a little insight for you for, about me. When I was a kid, uh, I used to go out to family dinners periodically, every now and then. And there were certain family members who were you know, Republican. There were certain family members who were Democrat. And every single time we went out, there were arguments. Well, they wouldn't say. They'd say we're not arguing. They, they would get annoyed at me because I would get annoyed at them. that they, were, they would sit there and argue the entire dinner. And I fucking hated it. It was a kid, and I just listened to, and this was kids and adults arguing politics. And I came, I come from a, a family who, you know, my grandfather was a politician. My gran- grandfather was a congressman, um, and it was just constant fucking politics, or at least it felt that way. At least it felt that way every time we would do this one thing, and I hated it. And so for that reason, I stayed out of it. I didn't want anything to do with it. 
And I'm worried that, that, well, all right. So I should say I only started getting involved because obviously that's not the right way to handle it, but because it got so bad, you know, and it's just getting fucking annoying again. Now I have more of a responsibility because I'm an adult. I'm a, I'm a parent, uh, you know, but, but I don't know. It's, it's disheartening. It's exhausting. And it just feels like I'm sitting at Red Lobster again, wishing I could go home and get away from all this fucking stupid arguing. Uh, but you can't. You can't now. It's everywhere. But hopefully, in less than a one week's time, in one week's time, today's Wednesday, I'm recording this. So in one week's time, this should all dissipate a little bit, at least. Or it starts to fucking ex- escalate. I, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, all right, enough. Jesus, why I, I come in here uh, bumming everybody out. Before we get into this cool interview with Buddy Armstrong from Unbeaten Records, yeah, baby, are you? Did you fall asleep on me? Did I? Did I? Did, <laughs> what am I doing? Let's move on. Let's change the mood at least. Uh, let's let's go with uh, with a song from my favorite Unbeaten Records release of the year so far. Uh, it's it's from Orthodox. The album's called Let It Take Let It Let It Take Its Course. And the song is called Look At Me. Check this out and then listen in as I speak to Buddy Armstrong of Unbeaten Records.
Yeah, man. This is Ben. This is him. How's it going, man? Pretty good. How are you doing, man? Thanks for calling. Yeah, of course. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. good I'll, be, man, I'll be better by the end of the night. I don't know about you. I don't know if you're – are you a sports guy at all? Uh, I'm a baseball fan. I'm a Yankees fan. But oh, that's, you that's picked, about you, the only – You picked the worst one. That's, huh? that's, that's an awful sport, but that's all right. But <laughs> – but but I but I I I'll know if I win my fantasy football, which is totally you know nerd shit. But but also sports, yeah. so it's kind of you know. So that's that's Dude, that's my big excitement tonight. We're in uh we're in baseball fever here in our house with the World Series and everything. So, yeah, what's what's that at thought, now? Like three two. Yeah, if the Dodgers win tonight, they win the whole thing. And everybody in my house, you know, for the main most of us are Yankee fans. Yeah. But my wife, my wife is from Massachusetts, so her and my youngest son are Red Sox fans. So Mookie went to to to, to the Dodgers, so now it's like Dodger fever in the house right now. So I got you. See, I don't follow but, I don't follow much baseball at all, but I do know yeah. that apparently Mookie Betts was like the best player in the league, wasn't he? And now and they gave yeah. him up for like nothing. Yeah, I mean, he I, you know I think in the end he just wasn't happy and he just wanted out. So. But I'm not. I you know I hate the Red Sox more than anything. So, <laughs> but being a Yankees fan and whatnot. But anyway, so that's what we got going on. Well, right, good luck with uh, good luck with your whatever. Yeah, football. yeah. <laughs> you know. All right, all right. So so no no no. It's all good. That's the, the look. All right. I'm a I'm a I'm a Philadelphia fan. And by when I say uh-huh. that, I mean like I'm a I'm an Eagles fan and I'm a Sixers yeah. fan. I don't really give a shit about anything else. Um, when I was a kid, I used to go to a lot of Baltimore Orioles games, but that's because I live like yeah. 45 minutes from, from Baltimore, so that's just you know what you did. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but now like the Eagles won the Super Bowl like two, three years ago or something, and it was something that I never yeah. thought would happen in my life. And ever <laughs> since then, I just don't I don't I don't care. I don't like it's it's yeah, all yeah. like it happened. Like it's not like you spoiled the Yankees fans that get to see it every fucking year. Like <laughs> this is like it's once funny, like the. The Yankees haven't won a World Series since 2009, right? That's the year my youngest son was born. So he's <laughs> he's 11 now. And yeah. the other day he said, or I forget when it was, but he said, Dad, were the Yankees ever good? <laughs> because his whole lifetime, they've never, you know, they've always dropped the ball. They never won anything. Right. I'm, I'm, like, I'm, sure, I'm sure like young Lakers fans were thinking the same thing until, <laughs> until like, That's were true. the Lakers ever good? And like, yeah, Jesus. Um, yeah. Yeah, my my my, my my daughter who lives in Philadelphia, uh, she, nice. the Eagles won the Super Bowl when she was I think I think three maybe four. Uh-huh. So she thinks it yeah. happens like all the time, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like no, this is the yeah, first yeah. one in fifty. Like we got a, we got a long uh, way to go. For sure, man. That's so but, fun. But anyway, we didn't we didn't need to get all off on, off on that. But that's all right. I'm glad we did. Because um, I'm talking talking to you because because uh, you're you're doing up uh, unbeaten records, right? Yeah, man. We just uh, finishing up our sixth year. Um, it's going fast, you know what I mean. Trying to figure it out as as I go, but uh, you know, so far somewhat good, I think. You know. Yeah. Well, I'd say I'd say so. I think. I mean, I I actually I remember messaging well, whoever I assume you on uh, uh-huh. your Instagram a little while back, like probably a year ago, just to say like I like what you're doing, like. Like I, mm-hmm. I like I like what's happened, like the things that are happening on on, on this label. So I didn't well, know it's I, been. I appreciate that. Yeah, of course. I didn't I didn't know it's been yeah. six years. Um, yeah. Well, no. Let's go. Let's go back a little bit farther. How did you yourself get involved in all of this anyway? Uh, 
Like, where did just, you come in into like, hardcore? In, in, har- in hardcore in general? Yeah. And, or just label stuff in general? Hardcore. Hardcore. Um, I grew up in uh, just outside of Albany, New York, in a city called Troy, New York. Yeah. And uh, and I probably always into, you know, always into metal when I was a little kid and Kiss, like all little kids are, like nine years old and, and all that. And then as I got a little older, I'd borrow my older sister's records, like, Black Sabbath and Blue Oyster Cult and all that. And and that, you know, that was the next step in the ladder, you know? Yeah. And yeah. then you start then you start going to school and then all your friends turn you on to crazier shit, you know, like you know, I don't know, at the time it was probably Molly Crew, that was probably the craziest, <laughs> you know, eighth grade craziness, you know. Right. And you know, just like anything, you look for something a little kookier, a little nuttier, you know, or whatever. But uh, you know, finally you know, when, when the metal bands I was into just didn't make sense anymore, you go looking for something a little more honest and, you know, you, you see what your friends are listening to. And Albany was a, a big hardcore town since I started even figuring out what hardcore was and being told what it was about. There was like shows all the time and, you know, you just wanted to get to them. all my friends who I grew up with who were into music. We all kind of morphed at the same time and got into the same type of music you know i feel like the same the same year we all got guitars for christmas you know and then we all got the same records and then somebody told us about a show and then it just kind of went from there you know luckily we were in an area where you know hardcore was readily available luckily who was who was the big local band at that time when I got into hardcore, big local bands, I'd probably say well, most of them, like when people say, you know, like the 518 hardcore back in the day, it was, it was Albany. The shows were in Albany and then a scene started to develop in Troy. So yeah. like the Troy bands, the Troy kids and the Troy bands would go to Albany for shows. And it wasn't like a big United thing. Like Albany kids and Troy kids never got along. So there was like local Albany bands that were big that were doing their thing. But there was big like Troy bands that were doing their thing, and when we kind of got, you know, some people were into it and some of us hated it. So they were like the clean cut, like straight edge kids, and we were like, you know, the scrubby, dirty city kids that were into the more metal side of hardcore. You know, sure, yeah, we were in, we were we were into more like, you know, like crumb suckers and stuff like that, and like a lot of the Albany kids were into like youth of today and you know it was just a different side of the coin but uh i guess if, if you were saying biggest local band say from albany i would say like at the time i started going to shows in 87 so i'd say there's a band called no outlet that were were big doing their thing a band called wolf tack they were from albany they're big doing their thing um but then from troy there were some bigger bands um there's a band called cranial abuse who went on to later be stigmata who were all friends who we all grew up with. Um, in the eighties, it was like them, a band called dead end who are still, still local guys. Everybody's still in the area, you know, never really got out of the area much, but yeah. there was definitely a lot of music and everybody was playing and everybody was into hardcore. It was a definitely like super special time, you know, growing up as a teenager. That's cool. And I, and, and I like, I, I've, I've never been up there for anything, but, I think anybody yeah. who's been involved, I mean, I'm a, I grew up in Pennsylvania, so not that far off, you know, that's where I'm at now. But uh, yeah. the, the farthest north I would ever go to shows, at least in New York, would, would be the city. But the but mm-hmm. everybody knew 
but Troycore is a term that everybody who, who's been in, involved for any amount of time is probably familiar with. So it's, you know, there's yeah. a, there's a, there's a style that's, that's recognized, you know, for, for that area uh, of New York mm-hmm. and, and hardcore. And you, you yourself spent some time in Stigmata, right? Yeah. I played bass in Stigmata from, I want to say, I think it was like the end of 97 up until, you know, till whenever we still so we always say it's our last show. And then three years later we play another one. And then right. the year after that, we say it's our last show. But <laughs> from that point on, I've been, I've been doing it with them. Yeah. Yep. I can't. And it was cool. Like you, like you mentioned, like New York city, we were lucky because, you know, we were only like two and a half hours outside the city. So if bands from the city were making up like weekends, like Friday, Saturdays and Sundays, Albany was always a, was always a pretty regular stop. So right. all the bigger, all the big New York city bands who were, you know, they would come up and play Albany all the time. I guess you could say we were like, you know, we were definitely spoiled in that regard, you know? you got to see the first raw deal shows and the first breakdown shows and crackdown and just like all that stuff that I think a lot of maybe other scenes didn't get to see just because of locale, you know? Yeah, for sure. And, and I mean, those, those three bands in particular, I feel like, I feel like, well, not maybe now nah, I was gonna say maybe they, they were, they're, they're kind of, what would they be like the considered like the second or third wave of New York hardcore, which would be a little weird, but when people split hairs like that, but, but anyway, classic, yeah, yeah. classic, like New York hardcore. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, that's, and, and I think that's, I think like, you know, fuck, we can go off on a tangent here, but like breakdown and raw deal, although very similar bands have, I think that is the sound that people are talking about when they say New York hardcore. I think it's those yeah. bands. That is the sound that people are referring to. And speaking of the city, yeah, I was trying to think the only th- of, of when I've seen Stigmata, and the only thing, the only time that I could remember, I, I, I know there's got to be more, is you guys at the Black and Blue Bowl, and I, I remember Killing Time also played. I can't remember who headlined that year or whatever, but I just remember seeing you guys at Black and Blue Bowl years yeah, ago. Yeah, we played. Uh, I think we played 2009, and I think we played. 2009 we played it was 2009 sounds right that sounds right it was definitely it it was it and then 2014 we played and it was outside at like a brewery no it wasn't that one yeah those were the only two years we played the 2014 was like hey doing like satisfaction no 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 uh, yeah this this wasn't that this was like i don't know i remember scarhead i mean it's kind of typical lineup maybe maybe earth crisis headlined or something you know but it it wasn't i do believe they played yep yeah, um, you know, we were lucky enough to get asked to play, and you know, you don't want to turn something like that down. So no, we were lucky no, enough right. to be to, lucky enough to get in, to get asked, and to be and to, you know be involved in that. That was really cool. Yeah, and Stigmata is a very well liked band, and um, so I, well, I don't know what is the what is the record that people usually are talking about when they when they mention Stigmata because I always go to Do yeah. Unto Others, but I don't think that's the one that people. The one everybody talks about all the time is uh, "Hymns for an Unknown yes, God." Yes, that's it. Yeah, that came that came out in I want to say '97. Um, it, it's been out on like a few different labels, um, but it's always it, and then up until recently, until I pressed it on vinyl, you could always find it on CD and stuff. But that's the one everybody goes to. That's the one when somebody says "Stigmata," that's the yeah. record I feel like everybody always brings up. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a good one. Well, I, I, yeah, I was, do do unto. Go, no, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. Yeah, do unto others. 
Yeah, yeah, that that came after that. So that was like, I mean, I was on a couple of comps, I think, before that, before doing to others. But doing to others was the first full length that I played on um, okay. after him. Yeah. Nice. Well, oh, I, I was sorry, man. No, 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 no. You're good. I, I was looking through. I was listening. I'm, I'm, I'm doing this thing right now where I'm trying to listen to all my CDs start to finish, which is a, which is a, it's a fool's errand. It's going to take me months. I don't know what the hell I'm thinking, but I did, but I did it when, when coronavirus, the lockdown shit started, I decided to do it with my records and I made it through, it took me from March to July, but I made, I got through. Um, so now I decided I'm going to try to do it with my CDs, which is, there's way, way more, you know, there was like, there was like a, a thousand records. Now we're talking like thousands of CDs, but anyway, I I was, I I, I do not have the, (laughs) <laughs> the attention span or the patience for that man but god bless you oh it's the only thing i do have attention span for it's it's the only thing i do it's it's it's, it's awful it's terrible but uh but i was i was i was uh playing cds the other day and, I, and I, i'm moving them all back from storage right because we just did this house renovation so i'm just going through bins mm-hmm. and i had on bulldog courage and from heart yeah. to hatred and i looked at that and i saw your name in there i had no idea you were you yeah. were you you played bass in bulldog courage is that what that was I played guitar. guitar. I played bass and stigmata. I played guitar okay. in Bulldog Courage. Yeah, that was uh, we did. We did a full length that Thorpe put out, and then uh, then after I had left the band, they had like two songs that they recorded or three songs and put out a seven inch. Yeah, I got but, that too. Uh, it's got some weird ass cover on it, doesn't it? Dancing with myself or something. Yeah, the Billy Idol cover. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Before I left the band, I was like, man, that would be a great cover for us to do. <laughs> And then when I found out they did the thing, I was like, "Oh, it's perfect." It came out sick. <laughs> well, that that from Heartache to Hatred uh, album, I I love that. I remember that was living in Baltimore yeah. when that one came out, and I remember I remember a lot of us really gravitated towards that record, and it, it, it reminded that, us a lot of, of my, a lot of like stuff yeah, that, that we were like really into my, at the time. One of my favorite records like that I ever had anything to do with, you know, those guys in the band like Shane, who's passed away, and Justin, yeah. who's passed away already. Um, those were some of the funnest times, you know what I mean? Those guys were like stand-up comedians, and dude, all we did was laugh all the time, and it just made it that much better, you know? It was At least we got the record and we got the songs, you know, but it That's, sucks that when you can't go back and be like, hey, you guys want to play a show or something, you know? Yeah. You yeah. just have all those memories, but it's good, though. You know, we it was like a moment in time, you know what I mean? Right, and I can, what I can tell you from from just as a fan of the of the record it it held up i had for kind of forgotten about it in the mix you know but when i put it back in i was like oh shit i still know all the words and uh it still sounds fresh you know it still it still sounds like its own thing very few bands uh go that direction in hardcore you know or whatever whatever, you know it kind of crosses crosses over a couple genres but you know what i mean yeah like stigmata had been done and uh i just had a bunch of other songs that wouldn't fit in. It wasn't like a heavy, you know, stuff I was writing wasn't heavy or anything, you know? And that one day I just literally bumped, literally when people said, I bumped into him on the street, I literally was walking down the street and bumped into Shane. And we got talking about, you know, what do you, oh, my band's done. Oh, we're done too, you know? Kind of feeling, well, will you want to do something? And it was like, yeah, sure. And then a week later, it just started literally that quick. But most people say, yeah, I bumped into that guy the other day, you know, and I literally came around the corner <laughs> and he was right there, you know. So it's kind of meant to be, you know. Well, it's a hard guy to miss, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. but I wish I could bump into him again. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Well, so, sure. 
So, I mean, so if you did all, you did those bands. Um, those are the only two that I know of that you, that you did. So if there's only one, sorry, I don't, yeah. I'm not aware of them. But but you said you you started Unbeaten Records then like six mm-hmm. years ago, right? And I didn't know it's been that yeah. long. Um, but Yeah, it went by quick. <laughs> what, what was the beginning? What was the catalyst? How did that, how did you decide to do this? Um, well, for like the past 20 years or so, I've worked um, for Merch Now and Equal Vision Records, printing okay. and working in the print shop. And so, Ooh, I you know, the owner of these, yeah, yeah, I, I, that's what I went to college for. That's what all I've ever done is printing. Hey, man, it's a good living, you know. That's all right. Um, but but anyway, <laughs> um, you know, so just talking with the owner, and then one day we were, uh, you know, just kind of busting chops and stuff. And I was just like, "Hey, you should let me put out a record," you know. And he was like, "Yeah," I was like, "Yeah, if it doesn't work out, then." whatever we'll stop it or whatever or whatever i forget what the conversation was but he's like yeah let's do something so the first record we put out was uh this band lowered ad from mm-hmm. illinois yeah um and we put out a record from them and we all just kind of learned together and you know everybody it's uh you know everybody works at evr like dan sanchez and everybody they helped me like crazy like learning the ropes and just helped me with the day-to-day and i you know I couldn't do it without those dudes. And uh, luckily, you know, it's a learning thing. I'm trying to learn as we go. And uh, early, early on was, you know, a lot of learning. There was a big learning curve, you know what I mean? Um, But I feel like maybe it's coming around. You know, it's been, it'll be six years. Uh, It'll be six years, November, like next week, November 14th or something like that. We start in the seventh year with all other stuff we got coming up. So I'm lucky, you know that it's gone this far and uh yeah no that's that's <laughs> cool that people, and are, people are into it and buying it and i think i think the know. first thing that i came across from and i think it was it was was it the metal covers compilation yeah that yeah. was the second thing we did okay uh, i always like when i grew up listening to music and heavy music i always loved compilations like even hardcore comps like because you got to hear bands maybe you never heard Sure. But I always loved, and what I always loved about maybe live bands that maybe I never heard before, like they just kind of broke the ice with a cover, you know? And uh, I just figured, man, it'd be cool if we could get, you know, because my two favorite things, hardcore, you know, and old metal, if we could put these two together and get bands that maybe they want to cover some old metal songs and we could put it together on a record. And I just, you know, I had a couple of people in mind, a couple of bands in mind, and then you know, went down the line and people said, Oh, I can get a hold of them or I know him. And then we just luckily got it together, got it together. You know, that was the second record we did. Um, it's kind of like, I think of it as like a hidden gem. I feel, I wish, you know, it was heard more because I feel like there's a lot of good stuff on that one. You know, a lot of bands sounding maybe like they don't always sound, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And one of the, one of the things that I really like about it, because it just reminds me of, I think, probably all of us when we were kids is the, is the cover art you guys did for it where it's just <laughs> the the, yeah there's the band names drawn on the notebook like do you have any yeah. fucking notebooks i probably you know had like that and you know mm-hmm. <laughs> poor, poorly and done recreated artwork when we were like before metal was cool like when we were younger uh friends of ours had a band and on the back of their shirts because everybody in troy would get made fun of for being like metal and then when metal became cool in like the mid eighties, you know, all, everybody started to become metal and, and on the back of the shirt, it said, I was metal before metal was cool. 
<laughs> so I, that always just stuck with us. We would say that all the time when you'd see like some poser or something growing up when we were teenagers. You'd be like, yeah, I was metal before metal was cool. And so when I did the comp, I was like, dude, that'd be like the perfect. It sounds crazy out of context, but if you know the story behind it, it's kind of cool. That <laughs> yeah, is cool. Um, and is, yeah. what, what song do you think? Which, what's your favorite track on that? Which was Who did the best job? Oh man, I really <laughs> it's, like. It's not it's, recent, it's, so it's you can throw people under the bus. No, no. <laughs> I think I really like the misery songs because they took it. You know, they knew what we wanted, and they were like, "Yeah, but we're just going to do this." And nice, I, kinda, yeah. I like that. I'm like, "Yeah, fuck, you know, fuck yeah." It's not really metal, but <laughs> right. I love that band so much, and those covers were great. So I'd say probably the two misery tunes, the two covers they did, the Faith No More and the Hendrix covers, I thought were really awesome. Um, down presser doing Pantera. That is like a dead ringer. That song, it sounds exactly the same. <laughs> that band is so incredible, and that cover is even better. <laughs> but, uh, you know, yeah. they're, they're all favorites of mine. But I would say those those three tunes are probably my favorite. How about you? Oh, I don't know. You, now you, you called me on my own shit. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to pick up. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure. Um, but no, yeah, that's 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 probably what I would say. Yeah, that's well, what I was kind of getting to is that's a cool, like you mentioned, that's a cool way. It's a cool way for a for a label to break the ice too, um, yeah, with, with people because that's sure. I think that I think that's that was my introdu- introduction to Unbeaten, and uh, mm-hmm. then of course it's well, what the, what what else is on this? Because as you know, that was a way to do it in the past. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The, especially the um, the cheap ass sampler CDs. Uh, yeah, yeah. I bought them all the time because they were well, yeah. they were fucking three dollars, and you get a Century Media CD yeah. and find a hundred bands on it. The Century Media are the ones you would get in uh, what was that magazine? Oh, like Too Damn Hype, right? Was that the name of the magazine? There, you get the sampler in the magazine. I don't know. I don't know that one. Uh, I don't know, but uh, yeah, like you know, like Victory Sampler, you know, sample yeah, yeah, all Victory that stuff. Style. Yeah. When you go to a fest or a show, you'd always end up with a couple of different ones. So that was kind of that was sort of the idea, you know. And right, but since it, then it, you've you've gone you've you've gone you've you've moved past that almost. Like you've you've easily uh, like you've you're an established like label that's putting out like high quality records at this point. Like that was a that was like a seemed like a starting point, and now mm-hmm. it's like you're now you're pretty pretty well oiled machine. Right. We it was a good yeah it was definitely a good springboard you know to get to get people introduced you know to the label. Um, only a couple of those bands on that comp ended up being on the label, but yeah. it was so awesome. Like it, that was never the point of the comp. I just wanted friends of mine who were down to do it and who could do it, do it. You know, like yeah. King Nine and you know. Disgrace and Taylor and those guys. So I'm lucky that those guys were down for helping me out, and it turned out awesome. <laughs> well, one of the things that I that I really enjoy about um, Unbeaten Records and you yourself running it is that you're a guy from an older era who's showcasing uh-huh. younger bands, and yeah, um, almost almost exclusively. I mean, I know you had All Out War and a couple of you know other mm-hmm. other things, but for the most part, it's it's newer bands with almost a a newer, fresher sound. Um, yeah. There seems to be like a, an intentional uh, need to not repeat things that have been done. I think it's really cool. And especially uh, some of the records you put out, which, which are all bands I think I've had on here this year, Orthodox, On Sight, um, 30 Nights yeah. of Violence. I got one coming out here soon with Boundaries. Um, cool. All, 
all different sounding bands, but all fresh, you know. And yeah. so, how how do you go about establishing who's gonna who you're gonna put out records from? Well, I guess from the beginning, I, I always just thought, like, if, if if I'm getting this chance to be able to do a label, you know, I don't necessarily just want to just look back. I don't want to look back and get bands that everybody's heard of already, or just you know something that's you know I don't, I don't know how to say it, but just you know let's not let's move forward. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, but bands like All Out War are like timeless, and they're like some of my best friends. And I think you know you put out a, a, a new record for All Out War in 2020 or 2019, and it's just as fucking badass as something from '94. Yeah, you, know? you, put, you put one out so in 2030, too, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it would be, and it would just be as killer, you know? But uh, I feel like, I feel like that can be done, you know, I feel like that's not something I want to do. Um, I want to put out bands, you know, but, you know, I, I grew up on a hardcore basis, but I don't necessarily just want to put out a hardcore band, you know? Yeah. I like, I like music, like with a little something more. When, like I said before, when we were younger and people were listening to like, you know, crippled youth, we were listening to like Celtic Frost, you know? So just something kind of, you know, right church, wrong pew, you know? Yeah. It, it all kind of falls under the same umbrella, but I just wanted to, to be able to do something different and hopefully turn people on to something different that they might not have heard of, you know? And I feel like we've, with most of the bands, we've, you know, we've pinpointed it pretty well and it's gone pretty, pretty good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I could just, I'm just not much. I'm looking backward, you know, I feel like, I don't know, somebody else can, you know, I don't know. <laughs> well, there's, there's, there's plenty of other labels doing that. Yeah. And that's, that's fine. You yeah, know, yeah. there's people love that. And, and I love 90% of it too, but it's not just something I want to do. You know, I got a, there's got to be a couple more bells and whistles for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's well, and, and, and you've done something by doing that. Like I can tell you, yeah. I get asked to, to interview a fair amount of bands. You know, I don't, I don't have to go looking for interviews. You know what I mean? And yeah, sure. I always, I always get excited when I see a, a new unbeaten request. And, yeah. and almost That's every, awesome. almost every time I don't know the, I, I'm. It's usually on one of the uh, basis of I know the name, but I haven't heard the band yet. But then once I mm -hmm. see, once I see that it's a unbeaten records band, I'm like, oh shit! Well then, mm. you know that 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 that, and and that's a that's a thing that not many. Well, there's some label. You know, there's there's labels that there's there's only certain labels do that for you. You know, where you yeah. make a correlation between okay, this because this band's coming off of here, that makes it a little more exciting without hearing it. And mm -hmm. and to have that six years in is pretty cool. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the bands that are all on the label or have been on the label all have something in common. Like you can tell, like oh yeah, they're on Deed, and that makes sense. But I feel like every band brought something a little different along with them. But right. when someone says, if someone says, oh, what label they're on? And you say unbeaten, you're like, okay, yeah, I get that, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it might not sound like anything like any of the other bands on the label, but there's just something there, you know, that makes it, makes everybody fit in, you know? Right, right. And so, for, yeah. so when you're, when you're putting out, when you're putting out records for, you know, whatever, so, so we'll say we'll go off the, well, I don't know, it, you pick any, any record. 
What what for yep. you is the most exciting part? What like what do you look most forward to when you're releasing a record? Um, for somebody else. Yeah, for you know, I, you know, I'm 50 years old now, and playing shows for me, I you know, I have, I just feel like I have no interest in it. So. <laughs> <laughs> the, the 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 excitement and, and the, the awesomeness of playing shows and being out uh, doing all that crap, I feel like now is like the label took it over and I get the same kind of vibe from that. You know what I mean? So picking a when I find something that I think is really good and I'm just like, man, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna talk to this guy or I just saw this band or I'm gonna throw these guys a, a message and see what's up. It's just like the hunt is always my favorite part. You know what I mean? And just like getting up, talking to a band and, and, and feeling them out and see where they're at or going out to meet them and doing, you know, face to face. I love that part of it. You know what I mean? Making, try to make like a band happy about talking to you or, or wanting something to do with the label you're doing. You know, that's always been my, my favorite part is like, I don't want to say hook, line and sinker, but. I love just find the thrill of a chase and getting it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and, uh, that makes sense. No, 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 no. I can, I can, I can relate completely because all right, yeah. I'm, I'm 14 years younger than you, but I'm 36, mm-hmm. and I don't, I'm not going to shows either. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> I mean, I love, I love shows. I love all that. But yeah. as far as I feel, as far as me myself being in a band and and, and wanting to do that, you know, I did it for a long time, and I feel like. You know, I feel like hardcore and and that and that type for the most part is like a youth movement. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. And I feel like for it to be, I feel like for it to be viable and to move forward, and to still be like awesome, it's got to be a little different. And I feel like, you know, I feel like we bring stuff that's maybe a little different. You know? Absolutely, absolutely. And what 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 I was what I was saying is that um, the I, I get a I get a similar sense of, you know a similar feeling of accomplishment the way the way you're we just haven't because all i do now is have these conversations right well that's all anybody yeah. can really do so so to have so to have these conversations and uh, have it go well and have it feel like you know you, you the, the person you're talking to is in it and then because basically what i'm doing is just i'm just promoting bands that i yeah. have i had no stake in you know i just do it because i like doing it yeah. so so when i sure. get somebody who's equally excited to do that as well it makes it all the difference in the world it makes it fun for me because otherwise what's the fucking point you know, <laughs> you, know yeah. you know what i mean so so like yeah. I, so i totally understand what you're saying where you're just you know getting that getting that you know back and forth with somebody else that's that i, I relate 100 percent. ever ever since i was a little kid i was into vinyl you know records yeah my older sisters my older sisters had records that made me want to get my own records, you know, for Christmas and my birthday. My parents had an old, you know, those old ass like stereo. That's like a piece of furniture that sure, you lift yeah. the top up. Yeah. So they had that and they had all these old ass like records from the fifties and stuff in there. And I just would put on anything cause I just wanted to play with the stereo, you know, right. but I feel like I was like records, man. I want to know how they're made. I want to know how bands get on them. You know, I want to know how, everything about it you know and then luckily you know how 24 years ago or whatever i got a job and i was on the sidelines but i could see like you know evr working and i was just like man i'm in, I'm just enthralled by it all you know what i mean and to be able to like as a kid i was just always like i just want to be able to send some music i made 
to a label and have somebody write me back. You know what I mean? Whether, where they tell me I suck or whether they (laughs) say this is bullshit or, or just say, Hey, I got it. I just want a response. You know what I mean? So to be able to hear a band that I'm just like, I have a chance to maybe get some people to hear some awesome music that maybe that they would never hear before. I get psyched. You know what I mean? (laughs) Sorry. No, it's okay. I don't know if that, that makes sense. It does. It does totally. Um, I've, I've mentioned on here before to other people, but uh, but I, I, when I was living in Baltimore, I got to be real close to uh, my friend Dom was running 8389 Records at the time. And so yeah. I got to sit there and I, I would always volunteer my time to go over and help him fold seven inch jackets, mm-hmm. pack records, what, whatever it was, you know, put stickers on shit. Just being just being part of the process, same as you, just being part of the process of like, yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't like how to explain that to people who don't give, who don't, and probably would never give a shit about that type of thing is weird because it doesn't. I don't know what there is exciting about it, but it's, but yeah, I hear you completely. I yeah, I feel like some people, some people had, you know, baseball cards and the culture that went along with that, and I feel like some kids had bicycles and the culture that went along with that. Sure, and yeah. I feel like a lot of a lot of people had records and you know record players and stereos and you know, cream magazine and circus magazine and just wanted, (laughs) wanted to know everything about that culture. You know what I mean? And anything remotely related to it. And I feel like that's where me and a lot of people I grew up with fell into, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's, that's awesome. That's a good way to put it. So, um, you mentioned that, that, that that you had a, a fair amount of, uh, insight and guidance from the EVR guys, but has there been, has there been any big missteps that you've made with unbeaten so far that you've learned from? I mean, I feel like maybe other than in the very beginning, just really not knowing, you know, maybe how many records we should press in the beginning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the first couple releases, maybe we made a little too, basically just that, like, you know, pouring out cups of sugar and seeing how much we really need and how much we don't, you know what (laughs) I mean? I I feel like in the beginning, it was those kind of things, like a, a learning curve kind of, you know? But I feel like by now it's it's streamlined pretty well, and uh, you know it, it fits into the machine and it all pretty runs somewhat smoothly. You know what I mean? As smooth as it can be. And like I said, I'm completely like I couldn't do it without anybody over there. So right, right. They definitely, you know, they definitely held my hand through some stuff, and I, you know, I appreciate it. You know, couldn't couldn't got through it without them. So. Well, that's a pretty a well, props. pretty well established group of uh, well labor to have to have you <laughs> yeah. back there. Um, yeah, did, man. Has there been any? Has there been any releases now? That's, how many? How many releases total is there for Unbeaten? We, uh, I mean, I don't think. I th- oh, man, let's see. I think out right now, maybe there's like twenty three, and we got or twenty four, and we got twenty five, twenty three. Okay, hold on. We got up to <laughs> unbeaten. I think twenty three out and twenty four, twenty five, and twenty six are set to come out. Uh, you know, first like next year, right? With singles leading up to it at the end of this year into that. But you know, we're into our mid mid twenties, um, which I sounds like a lot to me. I don't know if that's a lot, but it sounds like a lot. <laughs> I'd, I'd I'd say so. That's a pretty decent average per year. Um, the, yeah. Is there is there has there been any? that you feel have gone overlooked unrightly unjustly overlooked um well i feel like the first record from lowered 
was like amazing. I think that band is, I still think that record is amazing. And because we were a brand new label and no one has ever heard of us. And like I said, we were still treading water and figuring out exactly how to stay afloat and figure out how it works. I just feel like, you know, I feel like the machine didn't work for it, but just because I didn't know what I was doing, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I think I feel like that record is great, and I feel I, I know there's, there's people that hit us up and just say they heard it for the first time, and they, you know, they love it and all that. So I feel like that's like a like a diamond in the rough that didn't get its, you know, its due. You know, it didn't get its due. You know, if, if I had to pick one, I would say that would be it. I might have to go um, back and listen to that one because I feel like I have, but at the same time. I don't yeah. know it off the top of my head, so I, mu- I must have missed it. That's all right. It's, uh, do, is it hard to – I wouldn't – probably not because you do a good job of this. But is it hard to make your – have your band stand out with the, with the way music's released now where it's constant? Like well, I get lost in, in, in yeah. the records that come out. And I do – and I'm, I'll, I'll kiss my own ass here. I do a really good job of staying on top of this shit, and it's hard to do. Yeah. To, to stay on top of what gets released every week, it's fucking crazy. Oh, no. Um, so how do how do, you, I, how do you stay on top of it? Of other music, just music in general. No, 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 of no. Other... no. Of, of keeping your bands visible. Oh, gotcha. Um, that's a good fucking question, man. Um, I feel like also I feel like if you have something good that you're if you if you really believe in a, in a release and and you know it's got some fucking great songs on there and and it's really great, I feel like people are going to feel that and hear that anyway. Mm-hmm. But uh, as far as separating them from other things, man, it's just, you fucking stump me, man. I really don't, <laughs> I really don't know. You know, sometimes it's like throwing up a Hail Mary and sometimes it's like throwing spaghetti to the wall and hoping it sticks. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Um, but well, like you said, it's, oh, go ahead. I'd say, well, I mean, that's kind of the risk with with the label, especially like what you're doing is, well, most most of your records now are at least on their second release. Most of your bands are at least on their second release, but some of your stuff, yeah. I guess, early on when you when it's pretty, uh, with bands most people are unfamiliar with, it's it's a guess, you know, it either yeah. sells or it don't. And but does it does mm-hmm. it does it matter for you if the record sells? Not financially, I know it matters financially, but like. Yeah. For your faith in a band, for your belief in a band, does it matter to you if that record sells? It does, because if you you know before anybody ever hears like say a certain release, you've already been listening to it for like six months, you know, right? Yeah. And you're like, there's no way these songs aren't going to hit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, this, this, all these different reasons, man. And we got this host, and we got that host, and it's going to be good. And then, you know. Sometimes it's just the luck of the draw. Like people don't get it. Or like you said, it's tough when there's a ton of other stuff coming out, especially now during the pandemic, all people are doing is releasing music. You know what I mean? So some stuff I feel instead of like playing shows, you're getting bombarded with new music and everything all the time, you know? So yeah, I don't know. It's tough. Yeah. It's a weird (laughs) one. It kind of seems, it seems you're, a or B with with uh, music in the pandemic right now. Some bands I'm talking to mm-hmm. are like, "Fuck it, we're just writing and releasing because we don't know when this is going to yeah. end." And other people are saying yeah. they want to hold on to it because who knows? You yeah. know? And- <laughs> we kind of took the uh, the approach of uh, you know what we had in the chamber going into this before 
you know, the whole COVID thing happened, we were still going to run with it unless the band didn't want to. Yeah. Um, and we tried to take the best steps into getting the songs out there. So far, we put out, I think, what, two or three things since COVID came out, and they all did, you know, they all did good. We did the uh, 30 Nights right at the beginning of this. We did, uh, I think, On-Site, I right? I think and On-Site would have been the beginning, yeah. Because I, okay, I remember doing interviews with 30 Nights, On-Site, and Boundaries since. I think, orth- or yeah. I think Orthodox was earlier in the year. Yeah. And Boundaries, Boundaries comes out on the on the 13th so Friday the 13th so you know there was definitely some stuff happening we just released a single um, by a band a band called Regrown from New Jersey who is like I said before like they sound nothing like any other unbeaten band they're basically like a pop punk band who okay. like they're, they're, they're I say pop punk because I can't I, you know there's it's, it's not what you would typically think like pop punk it's like a I'm trying to think of the best explanation. They're like a um, like a promise ring meets like a like a little sprinkle of like uh, hot water music, and then a little bit of like old saves the day kind of with a teeny little bit of lifetime in there, maybe you know. A lot of New Not, Jersey. Yeah, tons of, they're from New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, yeah they're, they're definitely they're definitely Jersey sounding but they're great and like like i said that i mean a band like that and a band like you know left behind or orthodox don't sound anything alike but when you say all those names in the same sentence and say they're on beat and it kind of makes a little bit of sense you know it does to and, me anyway it does and it's but it makes sense in the i haven't i haven't heard regrown yet i did see that, yeah. that announcement but i we haven't just, heard it yeah we put out one single and uh we got some other stuff coming up so check it out I will for sure. Um, and, and like you said, though, the, the, the thing with, uh, or like you and I both said, the thing with unbeaten though, is that you, those bands might, they don't have to all sound the same. I think that's a thing that yeah. you've, that you've kind of established with this label so far mm-hmm. is that, are you, I, I don't, I don't know what it is. There's like a, there's like a similarity, but it's not necessarily sonic. Yeah. Like there's just a, a, fr- yeah. a, there's a fresh feel- thing. Yeah, I never, I didn't want to put out a bunch of uh, bands. You know, I love all different types of music within, you know, hardcore, metalcore. Yeah, but how many motherfuckers you know with a beat down hardcore band that are trying to put out a record? We all, we all, anybody who's, we all know a thousand friends in beat down hardcore bands that borderline suck that you know want want their records put out. I love, I love beat down. I love that stuff, but it's. You know, it's not something that I was going to, it's just not something I was going to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And not, that doesn't mean, it doesn't mean anything. It just means, it just means <laughs> something I wasn't, I wasn't going to do, you know, you know, but I don't know. I'm just happy to, to, to have, you know, what, try to stay humble and keep moving and keep my head down and keep trying to put out stuff that people like and, uh, you know, pray for the best. <laughs> well, you've done, like I said, you've done you've done great so far. Um, we'll wrap up here it. in a couple of minutes, but th- th- you got like, let's see, the, the rest of this year. You said, well, I don't know what's going to air first, this or boundaries. So we'll see. But the yeah. the boundaries comes out. You said Friday the thirteenth. Yeah, November thirteenth. Um, I'm sure you'll hear this after this, but they have a new video coming out tomorrow, uh, yeah. the twenty seventh, and then the single 
is we'll be streaming everything on the 28th, but I'm sure that'll all happen before you hear this. So, and then the record comes out the 13th and then we got, we got regrown coming up. There's a new purgatory LP coming out, um, which is all done and all wrapped up and it's fucking insane. And that'll be coming out, um, uh, probably the first half of next year with a single coming out the end of this year. Um, nice. They're, they're a very cool yeah. band too. Yeah. Yeah, man. They're like one of my favorites, you know, just like I said, I like all different kinds of music and in the type of music they play, they're definitely my favorite, you know? Yeah. yeah. They remind me a lot of where I grew up and the people I hung out with and the bands that came out of where I lived, you know, it's real similar. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hear that. We kind of, we kind of bonded early, you know? <laughs> well, that's very good. Cool. <laughs> yeah, is, yeah. is there anything that, that you want to, that you want to do with unbeaten that you haven't been able to get done yet? You know, I guess starting the label, uh, I never really had like a, like an, you know, like an ending point or yeah. like, or, or just like, okay, this is what we're striving for. I just wanted to be able to put out a record and then, put out another you know i was like one thing at a time i just wanted to get my hands dirty and putting out records and i feel like you know like i said i just always try to stay humble and put out the music and and hope the music speaks for itself you know we got a good team and you know as far as doing something that i haven't done yet you know i don't think so i think every new thing we do and everything that gets a positive response is all enough reason to keep it going and if it does well and it's successful then that's gravy you know what i mean um as long as we're able to put out music then i'm happy you know and yeah. the bands are happy if i'm if, if you know if the bands are happy then i'm happy and you know if all the powers that be are happy then i'm stoked you know as far as an a, you know uh, an apex i don't have one <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean <laughs> That's yeah. that's good. To be, I, I, to, be, to be to be blunt, you know, I just I just want to keep doing. You know what I mean? Well, that's that's a, that's a, a fantastic answer, and I can tell you that every every band, I think every band that I've talked to that's been on Unbeaten, um, we I think your name has come up each time, and I didn't know you before then, before now, really don't now, just you know, from this conversation. But every. Yeah. Every uh, band has sung your praises and said how how good it is to work with you and how how easy it is to work with you, and uh, that's evidenced by I, evidenced by the attitudes of all of every member of your band because everybody doesn't talk that nicely about their their record label guy, you know. Um, so yeah, so so you well, do you doing a fantastic awesome. job. Well, I appreciate that, and, and every, you know, everybody on the label is kind of like is like a family, you know what I mean? We get to, I, I feel like we really get to know each other before we really dig in and to, to put out music. That's awesome is one thing, but to be cool people and to be friends with bands that you put music out with, I think is worth its weight in gold. And, you know, I got the same love for everybody and all the bands past and present on the label. And I just hope for a good, good future. <laughs> you know? Well, I hope the same for you too. And, and, uh, and thanks for doing this, buddy. I really appreciate your time. Hey, man, I appreciate you uh, giving me a call and caring. I appreciate that. Of course. Anytime, literally right, anytime. Bro. Anytime you got something to promote, you let me know. We'll do, we'll take care of it. That sounds great, man. I really do appreciate it. Thank you. All right, man. Take care. All right. Nice meeting you. Take yep. it easy. Yep. Bye. Make it, make it
There you go. That was my conversation with Buddy of Unbeaten Records. The song there at the end was from 30 Nights of Violence called Lost in Your Light off of their record. You'll see me up there. That also came out earlier this year. Um, I know we mentioned a couple of releases that came out this year. There was uh, On Site. There was Boundaries. Well, there is Boundaries. That'll be, that'll be coming up soon. That'll be, as I mentioned in the interview, that'll be an upcoming episode as well. Um, there was Orthodox, 30 Nights of Violence. Um, I think that might be it for this year, but that's a pretty good run. Um, so keep an eye out for what they got coming next uh, on Unbeaten and beyond. Just keep an eye out. How about that? Have some awareness of new music. It's all you got to do right now. You don't got to worry about going to shows. You just got to worry about listening to new stuff or maybe revisiting old stuff. Or maybe you need a guide. huh? How would you do that? Maybe you need somebody to tell you what's good, what's bad, what's indifferent. If only there was a website. Well, there will be one day, eventually. Gettingitout.net will be there for you to guide you in all your music needs. So please, bookmark it now. Gettingitout.net. It is coming, I swear to God. It has been 10 months that I've been telling you this. It really has. I know that. I've been keeping track. 10 months, but it's happening. So be on the lookout for that. Until then, go to at getting underscore it underscore out underscore podcast on Instagram and give it a follow. Go to facebook.com slash getting it out podcast. Uh, what else is there? At getting it out pod on Twitter, though it's rarely used. And uh, that's about it. There is a phone number I think you can call. No, you know what? There probably isn't anymore. I haven't kept up with that. So I'm sure Google took that away from me. But it was at one point. Useless information for you at this point. I know. But that, that's all right. Um, that's going to be it for this one, I guess. I got another cool one coming up. A couple cool ones coming up. Um, yeah, so we're going to end the year strong, I think, with Getting It Out podcast. And I'm excited about that. So uh, without further ado, ado is a French word, I believe. I don't know. I'm just saying that. It sounds French. Uh, I'm, so I'm going to play a, a French word song here at the end. Do you remember the band Fuck the Facts? I do. I didn't know they were still around, but they got a new record coming out. So um, there's a song from Fuck the Facts that I'm going to play called A Year, which I believe means elsewhere. And when I say I believe means, that means I looked it up on Google, and that's what it says. So <laughs> the new it's, it's off of their new album. Oh, I should have looked this up. Plein Nuakir. And don't worry if that wasn't correct. I have no idea how to speak French. Um, though when you look at me, you might think that guy knows how to speak French. He looks like a, a France speaker. I hope not. I feel like there's negative connotations with that kind of uh, that kind of tag. But anyway, that should be it for this one. Let's play Ailleurs from Fuck the Facts. And uh, it's a quick one. So thank you for listening. Please subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. That's it. Bye-bye.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.